0: tyler smith here with another more than one lesson minisode this is minisode number 74 here's why that's exciting because providing i have not uh uh recorded any more off the cuff minisodes which i don't think i'm going to i will make sure not to um even if there's something timely i'm not going to do it um so, we are at Miniso number 74, and we are talking about the best picture of 1974. Very exciting. We're very excited about yes. this. We were wondering when this would happen. Uh, a listener was kind enough to say, oh, well, this is when it's going to happen. And here we are. The day has arrived. So, we are talking about uh, The Godfather Part 2, directed by Francis Ford Coppola, Uh Based on the novel by Mario Puzo, written by Coppola and Puzo. Um, and obviously, the sequel to The First Godfather, and I believe at this point, the only sequel to win Best Picture. Is it the only sequel to be nominated? I feel like that's probably not true.
1: Oh, well, that's oh, All well, the Lord of the Rings movies. That's true. And then uh, Toy right? Story 3. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But it's But you know what? I feel like Lord of the Rings, I feel like those don't count as sequels.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Because if you do count those, then Return of the King is also a sequel sure. to one. Sure.
0: But I don't know. It, it, yeah. It's not It's not Lord of the Rings 3, The Return of the King. Like, it, there are three parts of one story, basically. Yeah, yeah I although, don't see them
1: as sequels. Although, you could say The Godfather, it, it's part one, two, and three. You could say that's all part of The Godfather. I guess Godfather. that's true. except it- two, two is part of the book too right like i think the book part encapsulates it, yes. one and two i don't think three maybe a little bit of three well i think the book encapsulates one
0: and two but it encapsulates uh the vito corleone part of two like i think the Mar- the michael <laughs> yeah, part is all sense. is all original um i believe i'm not 100 percent sure but i think that's it mm-hmm. um and then, yeah, I don't think anything of three, but, um, but that's the thing I think because it is, it's Godfather part two and it was conceived as a new thing, mm-hmm. you know, like when they made part one, when they made the, the Godfather, I don't think they were intending on making a sequel, whereas Lord of the Rings was always, was always the intention. So, yeah. um, but yeah, uh, Toy Story three was nominated. Uh, but of course that's still, I feel like, it, I feel like all bets are off once they expanded beyond five you know what i mean it's like i feel like it doesn't count which is which is wrong uh yeah because ultimately what it comes down to is i look at him like okay there's the 10 nominee uh, the nine or 10 nominees for best picture okay let's take a look at who's nominated for best director okay that's what n- would have been <laughs> nominated the for best picture. um but yeah so the godfather part two starring al pacino robert duvall dan keaton robert de niro as a young vito corleone Played in the in the first film by uh, Marlon Brando. Both actors won an Oscar for it. So, uh, that's two actors winning Oscars for, for the, the same, same character. Part. Is
1: there another time that's ever happened?
0: Well, probably. But here's the thing. I think when it's happened before, it's an historical figure. Mm-hmm. Like maybe
1: Queen Elizabeth or something like that. Um, that's true. D- and that might be one. Because if Kate Blanchett won for... She did not. Either of those Elizabeth movies? No. All right. But like, um, oh, uh, but Judy Dench did. Oh, I was like, Helen Mirren did wrong. Elizabeth.
0: No, yeah. Different <laughs> one. But, uh, I get all those, all those Elizabeths look alike to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, uh, so I think, um, so I think one of the things I want to talk about with this film is that, uh, a lot of people when, okay. So we talked about like, oh, it's the, it's the only sequel to win best picture, But a lot of people will say, when they are asked, sequels that are better than the original, people will usually say, aliens, they're incorrect, Mm -hmm. Um, and they will say The Godfather Part Mm 2. I think they are incorrect on that one, too. But it is is widely believed that that is the case. And I haven't seen Godfather Part 2 in a while. I've seen it a few times. But I just, I don't think I... I just don't think it's I don't
1: think it's so it's hard to say I I don't know I feel like my feeling is that there is not one that is clearly much better than the other
0: it's I mean I guess not and both of them I have very dynamic stories Um, Mm -hmm. both of them are about you know both are about the the corruption of Michael Corleone right um and the second one has a very interesting idea of having parallel storylines seeing michael and Vito.
1: right and I And i think
0: that's an interesting idea
1: yeah i think that juxtaposition is is uh there's something very engaging and exciting about that and then i think so there's something interesting in the second one about the american dream i think um because there's it's a twist on it obviously sure. because uh, it's it's there's so much treachery involved to get them where they want to but uh, uh you know Vito Corleone is the immigrant that makes good and right. is able to give his family all the things that Michael has Michael right. lives in this you know compound and all that but then there's the question of what's the cost and yeah. Uh, Vito isn't seeing the young Vito as uh, as played by Robert De Niro isn't seeing the cost so much or isn't uh, worrying about the cost so much, right. and then we know what ultimately happens to him, and then what is happening to Michael now. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, it's in the in the first film, it's uh, Vito has a really wonderful moment where he's talking about, you know, he never wanted. You know, he knew that Sonny was going to have to go through like this life of crime. He never wanted it for Michael. He wanted Michael to be like governor or Senator Corleone. And basically he said like, I'll be like, I don't want my kids to live a life of crime. No. I did it so that you wouldn't have to. And then once you're senator, then your senator, genera- then your children will be something different. Now they will be something legitimate. And then we have achieved the American dream. And yes, we did some tough stuff to get there. But we're, we're past that now. And then that's what Godfather part three is about to middling results.
1: Yeah. But um, I like that you said, uh, he wanted his children to be legitimate when the key child that he has is, uh, the illegitimate son played by Andy Garcia, right? Isn't no, I think that's,
0: that's, uh, that's son. Oh, it's Sonny's sunny, 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 kid. That's right. That's sunny. right. Still. Yeah. Uh, yes, that's true.
1: Um, an illegitimate Corleone child that becomes.
0: Basically the heir to the, the throne. Kind of. But, um, yeah, so. So when he says that, it's almost as though the the next film is an examination of that, both for Michael and then young Vito to see yeah. the stuff that he did have to do to get where he is.
1: And, and I so, love that flashback stuff. I think that's, I really love the Vito stuff. I do not. Really? It, here, it,
0: I can recognize objectively that it's good. I don't care at all. I don't know why. Hmm. It just doesn't interest me. Hmm. Not nearly as much as the modern day stuff. Mm-hmm. Um I feel bad about that. It's just maybe it's like a time period that I don't care about, maybe it's just Maybe. Um maybe I don't find young Vito as intensely watchable as old Vito, uh, Vito as as great as as Robert hmm. De Niro is. It's just like it's hard to beat Brando doing that character that way. It and is so, hard to, yeah.
1: But still I I think I don't know. I find young Vito just as exciting and just as interesting. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's that, like, I think there's, there's something that I like about how you understand how, like what he did to get where he was, not only yeah. in the fact of it, but like what kind of person he was to, uh, to get past all these obstacles and, to be the tough guy and then then you see a little bit of the parallel of who Michael is in the first movie and then you kind of see a little bit where that comes from because when when Michael has that turn uh in the first movie and because because he's kind of like you know kind of a weakling beforehand mm-hmm. and then after the the shooting and after uh, towards the end of the movie then when you see him pulling the strings uh that Michael, I think you see a little bit in Vito and I think it's interesting to see how it's, it's in their family. There, there's something, something in the blood or something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's. And you see why Michael has become the heir apparent, even though that wasn't sure. what Vito wanted. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. There's a, there's a calculation that Vito has that Sonny never had. Like Sonny had the killer instinct, but he didn't have the cold calculation that was needed. And it turns out, Oh, Michael, who seemed like the quiet, sensitive one—not mm-hmm. sensitive the way Fredo was sensitive, but like mm-hmm. you know, the 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 intellectual one or whatever—it turns out he's the one that had that is best able to take over for his father, which is a, a, a tragic aspect right. to it. And so, yeah, it's there's a lot of great in the Godfather Part Two. It is a great movie, and and even the flashback stuff, which I don't feel particularly engaged by, I can even acknowledge that that is great, and. Coppola's decision to tell both of these stories is fascinating. And I remember that USA in the 90s, they put together something called The Godfather Saga.
1: I remember that, yeah.
0: Where they re-edited everything and put it in, with Coppola's help. Like, he was a part of this, um, and he put his stamp of approval on it, where they recut some stuff, I believe cut in a couple of scenes that were cut out of both films, um, and put it in chronological order. So you're starting with... Vito in Italy mm-hmm. uh and then going into Vito has now gotten he is now in power and then Michael takes over and then you see Michael in power and what happens there and I've never seen it but I'm intrigued by it but I feel like in doing so yes you get this idea of this this broad sprawling family saga but I think the juxtaposition of young Vito and Michael I think is more thematically satisfying
1: yeah i think so too i totally i i feel like i remember thinking that that was a strange decision for them to make and i think i saw some of it i think it was on tv and i watched some of it um so it's hard to tell i didn't see the whole thing so it's hard to tell the you know the uh the effect of seeing the whole thing all together But yeah, I think somehow the 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 different parts of it in different orders, and the fact that we don't see young Vito until the second one, when we already know what he's going to become, makes those parts more poignant.
0: Yeah, and just, and I'll say that like by by putting it in chronological order, you're doing something. You're you're still doing making some interesting choices, but you're it's like your goal is different at this point. You're you're trying to tell a much more straightforward story and it's the straightforward story of America. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the immigration experience and all that kind of thing. It's like, okay, that's fine. But when you put these two, when you fold it and put the beginning and the end together, it, everything becomes kind of cyclical and the idea of history repeating itself and mm-hmm. there is a tragic element there. That's So like you take this thing that's, was straightforward, and you turn it into a commentary on itself more than it ever would be if told purely chronological. Uh, which which makes me wonder why Coppola was on board to do it in the first place except maybe he liked the idea of telling it as a pure immigration and american experience which is fine um it's not like they it's not like it's a star wars situation where (laughs) he did it he did that and then you couldn't find the the old versions but um yeah so the film won best picture director adapted screenplay score and supporting actor for robert de niro um it was nominated for actor Supporting actor for uh, Michael Gazzo. Supporting actor for Lee Strasberg, noted uh, acting uh, master and legend and teacher. Supporting actress for Talia Shire and costume design. So, uh, the other nominees, 1974, also a pretty good year, honestly. Um, You've got Chinatown, The Conversation, Lenny, and The Towering Inferno. Now, I have not seen The Towering Inferno i haven't seen that or lenny okay uh i really like lenny i think it's great i i really respect what they're trying to do with it it astounds me astounds me that bob fossey directs that movie Yeah, because he is a director i think of him as big spectacle mm-hmm. and that is a movie of there's still stages but it's one man standing on stage talking there's not a big performance. There's no spectacle to it. In fact, they strip it down as much as possible, even shooting it in black and white hmm. and making it feel almost documentary. It, it feels so unlike what I think of Bob Fosse as. Yeah, it, it astounds me. But it's a really good movie. I really... If you're interested in Lenny Bruce at all, it's fascinating. Dustin Hoffman plays Lenny Bruce, and he's really great. Um, so... Uh, so then you have uh, the Towering Inferno, which made a bunch of money, and but by all
1: by all accounts is just not that good of a movie. Isn't that just one of those disaster movies that they were doing in the seventies? Yeah, it's just it might have been Burning the, Building, right? Yeah, I think it might have been the one that like kicked the it, kicked, it, kicked everything off. off. Yeah, because the next year, were, the first Airport movie was Airport seventy five, right? Yeah, I think so, so that was the next year, and then Poseidon Adventure was like seventy six, maybe. I think so.
0: I don't. I, yeah, I don't really know.
1: So this might. Yeah, this might be the first one. And there's was a weird trend for a long time in the.
0: And then looking at other, taking a quick glance down, I see that there's a movie called Earthquake also this year. Right. So I guess uh, this is when it kicked everything off. But, um, but yeah, and The Tower of Inferno had, you know, it had a big ensemble of actors. And so anytime a movie has a big ensemble, there's always the possibility. Yeah. And it did crazy box office. So I think it's probably one of those kind of things. But um, so looking at. Okay, the conversation I think is—it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I think it's absolutely amazing, and uh, it's also directed by Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> That's it's, right. Like, two amazing movies in one in year. One year—that's amazing. Um, that doesn't necessarily seem like Best Picture material. I mean, hats off to them for for nominating it. Like it's—it yeah, it's, it seems miles away
1: from what a best picture is even from godfather part two i yeah. mean oh sure it's so simple so stripped down it's really it's it's a one character movie you know like there's the yeah it, it's one character with a lot of peripheral stuff here because you're in his mind kind of the whole time you know
0: and here's what's fascinating it was nominated for picture to my knowledge i don't have it in front of me but i'm almost positive it was not nominated for actor Regine really? Hagman. But I'm not. You know what? Here, you talk. All right. Uh, while I look it up, because I seem to recall looking, uh, thinking of that. But I, but maybe I maybe I'm thinking of a different film. Hmm. I'm looking it up right
1: now. All right. Well, it, I'll I'll just talk for a second about how then like that's. And uh, I was th- thinking about how we were talking about what was happening in the '70s and how there was kind of a cynicism and. Uh, I don't think that's so much in in Godfather Part Two. There's maybe a note of it, but I, mm-hmm. I I don't think so so much. I think it's more these are bad people, and so bad things ultimately happen to them. Right. But the conversation is more that type of thing, and it it is usually talked about in context of paranoia and yeah. the the Watergate investigations.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, it definitely feels like as we've talked about with the last few last couple of minisodes is there's a real cynicism and distrust, uh, in movies around this time. And you find it in movies like dog day afternoon and, um, all the president's men and network and taxi driver mm-hmm. and stuff like the academy was embracing that. And it, but, but even so, like it seems strange as a very str- as a very odd, intimate thriller that they would embrace the conversation and indeed not nominate it for best actor. Uh, How, how that's even possible is astounding to me. It was nominated for, it was nominated for best sound, which is understandable, original screenplay and best picture. I don't get it. I don't get what the Academy was doing. What were the acting nominations that year? Do you have it down? I, I can take a look right now. Um, I know that uh, Al Pacino was one. Pacino I know Art was Carney one. was one, and I know that uh, Dustin oh, Harry Hoffman and was Tonto one. was at yeah. the Murder on the Orient Express. Albert Finney. Okay. Um, okay, so yeah, Art Carney, Albert Finney, Dustin Hoffman, Jack Nicholson, Al Pacino,
1: Jack Nicholson, Chinatown. Oh right, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and who won? Uh, Art Carney.
1: Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, that's like um, a legacy thing, probably. Yeah, I haven't seen the movie. It I have. He's great. good
0: in it he's 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 very good in it um i don't think it's a i think it's a fine movie i don't think it's a best actor winning i don't know i don't think it deserves that and i'm not sure if i would even nominate
1: him i don't know that i've seen him as anything but ed norton what i think i've he seen, he seen him do? as ed
0: norton and harry and tonto
1: yeah he was in the uh, star wars uh oh i've seen christmas that special. that's right i've seen that christmas
0: uh, hol- holiday special. holiday, Sorry, holiday yes. earth day yeah. careful is it Earth Day or is it uh, Life Day? Life Day is what it Life, is. That's Day. right. Yeah. So um, he was in The Late Show. He was in Last Action Hero. That was his last was one. Was he really? Yep. Where does Art Carney fit into Last Action Hero? I, th- I-, I think he is. Uh... I think he's like an old partner or something. You have like to be that. like
1: an old man or yeah. like a clerk at a yeah. restaurant or a store so, or something.
0: Looking at his uh, filmography, you know, what? we don't have time for this. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll do enough, enough later. Carney. Do a later, <laughs> later mini-sode on Art Carney. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the conversation, like more than anything, is just like good for them for nominating it. Like even if they couldn't get behind it completely, it's, mm. it's such a we- it's a weird little it's an Oscar anomaly. Yeah. I think. Um, so then we come to Chinatown. So Chinatown is the, that's the film that gives Godfather 2 a run for its money. That's in my definitely
1: opinion. also best picture material. It's a fantastic script. Yeah. It's, uh, I think it's a great period piece. Yeah. Um, a lot of cynicism there.
0: Yeah. A lot of distrust of, uh, establishment.
1: Yeah. Um, and one of the, I think we've talked about on the show before, but probably one of the best villains in my opinion the best film uh, the best uh villain in film history yeah which yes
0: i know that's a big thing to say but come on like go watch that movie and tell me that noah cross as played by john houston is not one of the most despicable characters you've ever seen yeah made all the more despicable by his charming grandfatherly quality oh <laughs> oh john houston you and your long fingers are weird um <laughs> I wonder what so, he
1: thought when he was offered that role.
0: I, I don't know. I don't know. But boy, he played a ba- I feel cuz he I mean he did, he acted. I mean, he was yeah. you know, he was an actor as well, but like the fact that they didn't go with cuz I mean, think of any number of like solid, well-known character actors that could yeah. have sunk their teeth into that performance, but they didn't. But Polanski didn't go with them. They went with John Huston, who knocks it out of the park. It is one of my favorite supporting performances oh, of yeah. all time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Now my preference is Chinatown over The Godfather mm. Part Two. I think Chinatown's a, a better film. I think it's but it's hard to say godfather it's certainly godfather part two is more sprawling there's more mm-hmm. of a scale to a more scope and so i can definitely understand why it would win over chinatown the fact that chinatown only won a single oscar for best original screenplay mm-hmm. I, why well, i understand why it won that oscar but it seems odd that that's the only one that it won yeah um but yeah so uh yeah i guess it's i guess it's kind of a toss-up between those two do
1: you have a preference I don't know. It's hard to say uh, again. This is one where I've watched Chinatown within the last year. Cause my, my wife had never seen it before. And so we went to, you know, we, we watched it so she could, so she could see it and seeing it again. It's like, Oh, this is great. Like this is one of those great, great movies. And it's been, it's been a little bit longer since I've seen Godfather part two, although I'm, I'm overdue to watch it again. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's. I think because the one sticks more in more recent memory, I'm, it's easier for me to remember the, the, uh, the things that are great about it. But I'm, I'm, if I were to see Godfather part two tomorrow, I might say, Oh, that's a better film, you know? So I don't know, they're, but they're both great. Like, yeah, the, I don't think at any point I'll be like, you know what? This one's just inferior. I, I think yeah. they're both great.
0: Yeah. It's, yeah, it really is just a toss up and go see both movies.
1: Yeah. They're, um, they're movies, both movies everyone should see.
0: Yeah. As
1: is the conversation, by the way. Everyone should mm-hmm. see the conversation. Yeah. Although. Look, what was that? Godfather Part 2, you really should see Godfather Part One first. first. Um, yeah, I think so. I, think, so, I, I yeah. think it can stand alone, but it definitely doesn't have the same power. Well, certainly,
0: itself. I think the... The young Vito stuff does not have the power if you do not know what old Vito is.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: Um, so, looking at other notable 1974 releases, uh, 74 was filled with movies that we'd still talk about, and I think there's a few uh, Best Picture contenders in there.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, one thing that you and I both could not believe, <laughs> could not believe, is that Blazing Saddles and young frankenstein both came out the same year 1974 that's
1: a pretty good movie here right there already
0: we're in good shape as far as movies uh
1: that's that's two of the best comedies ever made in the same that, year
0: that to me is like what spielberg did in 1993 where he made schindler's list in <laughs> jurassic park in the same year Yeah, in the same yeah. year how do you eat, how do you do that um but yeah so th- there's two right there uh there is also ali fear eats the soul which is one of the best movies of all time in my opinion yeah that's- um
1: I, wonder, I, wonder, I don't know what my favorite german movie is but that's definitely up there that's a that's a fantastic film
0: do you incorporate uh german silent films as well or do you, th- are you- yeah yeah okay all right last laugh would be mine
1: hmm. it's hard to beat that is a pretty great one. Although I don't know, I'm 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 a big Metropolis apologist. I like that one a lot.
0: I don't know if you're much. of I don't need, know if you need to be an apologist because <laughs> well, everybody true. loves it except me. True. Um, actually, and you know what? And I the last time I when I first saw it, I saw like an early cut when there wasn't a lot of stuff. And oh, then yeah. Between my first and second time seeing it, they'd found, found a, a lot more, more footage. footage yeah, in, I think
1: South America. Yeah, um, like Brazil or somewhere.
0: So, uh, so I came to really embrace it a lot more. Yeah. Um, so, okay, Ali. will this whole, uh, let's see. Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia is a really great movie. I like that a lot. F for Fake, mm-hmm. the Orson Welles film came out that year. Uh, Alpour mentioned Harry and Tonto. General Idi Amin Dada, which is a fascinating documentary. That is,
1: if you haven't seen that, I feel like that's a movie everyone yeah. should see too. It's, if you don't know what it is, it's an, a documentary of Idi Amin with him. It's actual him. It's not like a, uh, It's not like file footage and stuff like that.
0: Right. It's Uh, him. There's a documentary being made about him and he knows it and it's right there.
1: Exactly. And it's, it's kind of terrifying. Yeah. There's nothing else like that movie. Nothing else has ever been made that way where you're actually looking. It is. This is going to sound strange
0: in its own way. It's like right up there with triumph of the will.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Totally. Um, Except Triumph of the Will didn't have the access.
1: Yeah, really, it's like <laughs> Triumph of the Will with without the distance from the yeah. from the subject. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's an astounding film. Um, Murder
0: on the Orient Express is a film I really enjoy. That's, That's one the I saw for film. the first
1: time recently. Did, did you enjoy it? One.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, Sugarland Express, which is uh, Steven Spielberg's uh, theatrical debut. Hmm. Um, the Taking of Pelham One Two Three, which I love so much, it's such a wonderful little seventies uh, thriller. Uh, you also have the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm-hmm. which, in my opinion, is one of the best horror movies of all time.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then you also, and then you have, uh, among other things, the Robert Altman film Thieves Like Us, and then the John Cassavetes film A Woman Under the Influence, which I think should have been nominated for Best Picture.
1: I could see that. Yeah, um, that's that. I think is my favorite of his films, and that's. That, that film's so powerful and there's, yeah, I don't know, that's a really good one. Now, certainly better than there towering. are no towering infernos in it. <laughs> True. You know, I'm, I'm, I want to say like, clearly that's a better film than towering Infer- Tower inferno, but I haven't seen it. So I yes. guess.
0: And yet, obviously it's a better film than towering inferno. <laughs> um, yeah. Woman under in the influence. Go and see it. It's not a film to be watched casually, but boy, oh boy, no. it's good.
1: I, I feel like it's totally possible that Peter Falk is actually uh, also in the towering inferno. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> As the, oddly enough, like, giving the exact same performance. Um, (laughs) You know that some of the leads from these other movies are in Towering Inferno. Oh, no question. I feel like Gene Hackman's in Towering Inferno. He's in Poseidon Adventure. He's in the water one, not the fire one. (laughs) Not the fire one. Um, Uh, So,
0: and and then there's an earthquake one. So there's water, fire, earth. (laughs) There's probably a wind one. And then, of course, heart, as we all know from Captain Planet. (laughs) Right. So, so yeah, looking at these, uh, I do feel like, you know, other... Potential Best Picture contenders, Ali, Fear, It's the Soul, if the Oscars were ever in the habit of uh, nominating foreign language films, which they are, really are not.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then also, I think, uh, I, I think Woman Under the Influence. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, a documentary has never been nominated for picture. Is that correct? I'm pretty sure that's correct. Has never been nominated? Yeah.
1: Hmm. That's a good question.
0: I mean, I think they've got their little Best they Documentary separate- ghetto, and so they shove it in there
1: yeah i don't think there has because it would have to be one that was like very popular so that that would be like a like bowling bowling for for columbine Columbine. or i i could see back in the day something like maybe not salesman because they weren't big enough at the time but like gray gardens i could see getting a nomination yeah Um, or
0: i mean i had heard harlan county usa was you know um I don't I don't know how it did as far as Oscars as far as like the best documentary category. Mm-hmm. But to me and then something like Hoop Dreams which wasn't even nominated in the documentary category yeah. like that that deserves best picture nomination. Yeah. But yeah, that's something that's always bothered me. But anyway, um yeah, so there there are a few in here that I think probably should have been nominated um and were they nominated, I'm maybe an argument could be made for them deserving to win in my opinion. Mm. Um it's worth noting that both uh, Ali, Fury to the Soul and Woman Under the Influence, uh, both of the uh, lead uh, females uh, were in my list of top 10 female lead performances, because um, I think they're both marvelous. So, okay, I th- so I think we'll we'll end there. Um, so, obviously, if somebody said, hey, I want to watch Godfather Part 2, we would both say, well, first watch The Godfather, Godfather. and then, by- yes, by all means, watch Godfather Part 2. Yeah. Um, okay so i think that's probably about it uh thank you everybody for listening josh thanks for being here you're welcome and we'll get you next time bye